Hi, my name is Jin Lally, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. Today's episode comes from some inspiration I got to a really good article I read in The Guardian called Why It's Time to Stop Pursuing Happiness. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's an excellent article and it resonated with me so much because it's a lot about what I talk about and it was so refreshing to read as well. Right now, there's so much emphasis on mental health and trying to calm things down and and get better and what's going on with stress. Sometimes I think we've overcomplicated mental health. And this article really spoke to me about that. So uh, have a good read of that and let me know what you think as well. The reason it struck a chord with me is because I often talk about how I hate all those memes and Facebook posts that say, oh, think positive. And there's a a woman standing at the top of a mountain doing a yoga pose. uh, And it says, think positive all over it with all the sun shining and everything. And If there's one thing that fills up my stress bucket, it's those because they're just so ridiculous, those posts. I mean, first of all, I feel like they're sort of saying to people who are struggling with their mental health, oh, think positive. Well, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. You know, you're insulting people's intelligence. They know that. And the other thing is, it's not as easy as that. Oh, uh, I. I almost feel like saying that, what do you think those people are thinking? Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking negatively. I'll just start thinking positively. Thanks for giving me that amazing information. I will just now flick this switch at the back of my head and start thinking positively. They're just really not helpful. People know they need to be thinking more positively. And so just popping that up there as a post really isn't going to help anyone. The other thing it doesn't do is it all it doesn't explain the science behind it. So just putting that out there as just a very flippant statement, just really, oh, don't get me started. I'm going off on one. So before I start ranting about that, let's get back on the topic. Why, Why it's time to stop pursuing happiness. Why I hate those things called think positive. And this need of always wanting to be happy. Now, If you're of my generation, you might have parents of a certain generation. uh, And my dad says it all the time. He said, I really don't know what your generation has got mental health for so much. You've never had it so easy. You're just being too sensitive. Now, this doesn't go down too well, (laughs) I will say. But I can understand someone of my parents' generation saying that because they saw things a lot worse. And they are seeing things now in a relatively easier lifestyle. And his theory is, and I I don't know if you've heard this from older people, his theory is you've got it too good. That you've got everything so good at the moment, you've got nothing else to worry about. So you're worrying about not worrying about anything. Um, And I see his point, uh, although, and I can laugh about it, but like I said, in, in certain areas of our family, it's not gone down too well. That's a story for another day. Um. But I really loved this article for the fact that it is, we are too talking too much about always wanting to be happy. When I see people, they've got this impression that their stress bucket should be empty all of the time. And that's just not real life. That's not the purpose of what I do. 
having a completely empty stress bucket all of the time is such a challenge. So I really explain to people, look, I put something in my stress bucket every day. I put something in my stress bucket all the time. It's just that I know how to manage my stress bucket, how to keep it empty as possible, but also appreciating when it does fill up, this is life happening to me. Now, the reason I got into what I do now uh, to help people eliminate anxiety, stress and depression is that I saw a lot of people suffering from stress-related illnesses like high blood pressure, heart disease and type 2 diabetes. And if you talk to people who are feeling very stressed in this way, they've got something in their history. They've had lots of trauma in their life or, or just a you know, very stressful job, real family issues and bereavements. And it's I can totally appreciate this. However, I often saw people who were also very well, very healthy, on no medication at all, well into their 70s and 80s. They hadn't led a fairy tale life. They had also had bereavement and stresses. And some of the people I know who are really good at managing their mental health. They've had terrible traumas in their life. And this is fascinating. How are some people coping and some people aren't? This constant obsession with trying to be happy all of the time could possibly be contributing to our mental health. Because we're not looking at mental health in an objective way. We, we think that to feel well, to feel mentally very well, we should be happy all of the time. And I know I talk about the intelligent part of the brain as being a positive part of the brain. But I always like to clarify when I say that, I'm not saying that when you're in that part of the brain, everything is all rainbows and unicorns. It's not. What I mean by saying the intelligent brain is positive, I mean it's being objective and rational and focused and motivated on dealing with life's challenges. Because let's face it, there's no one listening to this podcast now and there's no one out there right now that's never had a bereavement, never had some stress in their work life, never had stress in their family and never had an illness. People with good mental health, they haven't led a fairy tale life. They just understand resilience and they understand how to cope and manage when life throws these challenges at them. Now, I talk often about how I'm not a huge fan of the counselling types of therapies. There is a place for them and depending on your personality, if you feel it will be useful to you, please do try them. However, some forms of counselling really focus on the problem and the, the difference with solution-focused work, it's about trying to focus on feeling better. After all, isn't that what you want? An example I often use is, let's imagine you went out for something to eat. Not that we can right now, but let's imagine those days when we could. You went out for something to eat because you're hungry. You're really hungry, so you pop into a cafe and the, the person serving you, the waiter or waitress says to you, oh, so, so you're hungry. And you say yes. And they start talking to you about your hunger. I'll say, well, when did this hunger start? 
Why do you think you're hungry? Have you felt hungry before and what did you do? And constantly talking to you about your hunger, what you want at that point is the solution, right? You want something to eat. And that's how I like and solution focused work, that what we're looking at is solutions there and then to help you feel better. If you do want to analyze where your issues stem from, that might be helpful to you, in which case talking therapies like counseling can work really, really well. But having this constant obsession of going over the past, leading to this constant obsession to try to be happier, could actually be doing more harm than good. And when we talk about being happy, it's always about the little things. My dad always says that heaven and hell is in your head. You could be outwardly in the most perfect place on earth. You could be in paradise on a, whatever you consider paradise to be, a beautiful beach or in the mountains. But if inside you are feeling terrible, that's hell. However, you could be in some back street of an inner city. But in your mind, if you're happy, that's heaven. So heaven and hell is in your mind. And this pursuit of happiness has almost made us worse in a way that we feel that we constantly have to feel happy. And this is why I also feel things like manifesting. So there's a lot of things about the law of attraction and manifesting, and it does have a place. But for someone who is extremely anxious or depressed with very bad mental health, it can actually be quite dangerous to talk about manifesting because it's not as easy as that. You can't just magic things up. You have to take some positive action. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is this pursuit of happiness. Don't make it a chore. Get on with your life too. Life is going to throw things at you. When I complete my 10-week course with clients, I'll always say, look, go away and forget that you ever had to see me. However, I hope I've taught you enough that the when the next life's challenge comes along, which it surely will, that you will know how to cope. This pursuit of happiness is almost becoming counterproductive. It's not about being happy. It's about learning how to cope and manage with life's challenges, how to be resilient and stay objective and rational. I hope this episode today makes you think a little bit about what you consider happiness to be your pursuit of it, and how you should just really start looking at life more objectively and rationally. However, keeping your stress bucket empty really does help with that. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me a message. I'm on all the social medias or send me an email. Um, My email address is on my website. You can also join my private Facebook group where we're doing lots of exercises to help empty the stress bucket. But until next time, I look forward to chatting a little bit more with you in next week's episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. See you then.